0: Well, hello, 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 and welcome to iDeveloper Live, episode 52. I am your host, Scotty, and with me in sunny, foggy, dark, maybe slightly light San Francisco, Mr. John Fox.
1: Hello, Mr. Scotty. Hello, Mr. World.
0: Oh, uh, not Mr. World, just hello, world. How are you? We're just giving the world a moment to, uh, to um, respond there, and we have a couple of guests with us today. Um. actually let, let us spin the globe where's the magical location for our guests
1: today uh, do you know what john i was not i wasn't involved in that discussion i have no idea where are they <laughs> well i used to joke about you know in the same way that i would joke about you know sunny downtown tetbury oftentimes i would talk about kind of sunny Bratislava, never having been there never really having known anything about it and what should happen we have two guests today who actually are uh, living in Bratislava and producing a pretty amazing uh, piece of technology of severe interest to developers. And I can't wait to to, to get into the discussion about it on this show.
0: So that's why you know where they are, and I know their names. So between us, we make a great team. So uh, let's welcome Peter Krejcik. <sighs> uh, hello. Hi, everybody. And um, Mike Antonich. Hi now i don 't know what my brutislaven accent was like there, but that 's the best we 're going to get <laughs> okay um, yeah, these guys are the uh, developers of paint code, and we 're looking forward to speaking to them as the show goes on but John, John,
1: what have you been up to this week what What, what news have you got for us? Well, you know, I went to something kind of interesting on Thursday night. I went to a hack night uh, at this company called Singly and Singly is a company that 's uh, um, just about ready to launch um, they 're already kind of publicly known, but they they, they are producing an api that that uh, Serves as a type of endpoint for social media APIs. So, in other words, if your app is interested in getting data from Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and, and, and others out there. Um, you can certainly go and 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 uh, you know connect all to these different APIs individually, or with with Singly, you can connect to Singly and basically get data from all these other uh, other sources. And what's interesting about them is that they will aggregate it, aggregate it. So, for instance, if you are getting uh, you know tweets and those tweets have references to images that are on, on Instagram, for example, and you it will it will basically pull out and create a you know a representation of that photo with its geo code and and Another information, and if you, you are also getting data from from Instagram um, and it refers to the same photo, you won't have doubles of it. In other words, it, it it not only kind of lets you, it simplifies the the fetching of the data from these different sources. It will also kind of cleanse the data and combine it and do clever or nice things with it. So um, they they had this open hack night where they they introduced you to the API, you know, fed you a little uh, a little bit of food, and for a couple hours, let you loose on the stuff. And, uh, and then we had presentations that after a couple hours to show what we'd come up with. And it was, it was very fun. What I found interesting about it was not only just the idea of what they were doing, but also kind of how it was being done. And now it's the first uh, service that I was, was uh, coming across where the back end um, was all done in Node, Node.js. And, and I'd, I'd heard about Node.js. i would looked around it. And I, I were aware of some services out there. But um, this is the first one where I actually got to sit down and talk to the people who were doing it. And um, it, was, it was fun. I really enjoyed myself.
0: Oh, that sounds cool. I guess that's one of the advantages you have living where you are that's quite a lot of that sort of stuff going on.
1: Yeah. And, and this was the other kind of interesting thing is that, you know, most of the, the kids, and they were kids, you know, you know the, the company is run by people. I don't think there's anyone older than maybe 30 there, if even that. And, you know, most of the, the developers were there, you know, where they were, you know, young, you know, early 20s, mid 20s uh, folks, and they were all web developers. Like for them, you know, developing, this, you know, I want to hack JS, I want to hack, you know, uh, you know, CSS stuff, jQuery, and whatnot. And I don't think, you know, they, they, they obviously knew that people would be interested in iOS. But what was interesting is that uh, they, I don't think anybody in there had actually tested it, fetching from the data, fetching the data using kind of the lower level, you know, APIs that 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 an iOS developer would would do. So um, you know they basically said, "Hey, the, the data renders in a browser, everything's good." And I, I helped them uncover some problems with that, where the data that was coming back was was not quite UTF8. You know, blah blah blah. Basically, something that, that that would prevent people from from writing uh, you know writing software to use their service. And, and that was exactly the point of this stuff. It was very early. They wanted to kind of get the you know kick get the bugs out and whatnot. So that's was, that's why I found it so fun. Just on multiple levels, fun service, fun to watch it. You know, getting debugged and, and, and worked out live, um, and I think it's, it's going to be really interesting technology when it's when it's rolled out. So you weren't there, shouting "Get off my lawn" and stuff like that. No, no, I think you weren't I think, saying who are you, granddad? No, but that was. I, know I was. I was invited by a friend who's who, who's similar age. Who so, you know, guy incredible data visualization guy has done really incredible stuff. Who I, I met at, at another conference, and um, I know I think that we were we were respected as the wizened elders. But but it's it, it, this stuff that's always been back of, of mind. You know, kind of what it, what does it mean to say that you develop for the web? Well, it can mean lots of different things, but you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're you're developing only a web application using HTML and JavaScript or, or something like Cappuccino. It could just as mean saying that the web refers to a series of of APIs rendered using HTTP requests and, and, and having the data in, 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 in JSON or XML, more likely JSON. And, and that what's interesting about the web is, is the ability to, to grab data from lots of different sources and, and, and build really interesting applications. And whether, whether the UI is finally done in, in, in web technologies or natively in, in mobile apps doesn't really matter, um, but it, it, it's the fact that you can put all these things together that I find so interesting.
0: Cool. I mean, you love playing around with all these different technologies. And I guess the great thing is the nature of your product and, and, and the things you're doing it's, you know, it's, yeah, it gives you the ability to do that and be justified in doing it. Whereas maybe others exactly. don't get the chance to. So you're a lucky right. man. I am a lucky man.
1: The other thing I was thinking about is the 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 news of the, the kind of the the iOS maps news that was you know it's hard to say it was leaked. I mean, it, it, what do you think about that? I mean, it, it, the Apple you know or they didn't actually officially say anything, but it's been known for a while that that they, they've been planning on replacing Google Maps, you know, as soon as they can. And it seems like they're close to announcing that yes, they yes they have or yes they will or or something. But but the the, the details um, that were leaked beforehand, I think were were more credible and 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 more uh, what's the word I'm looking for more surprising to me at least uh, in this new post Steve Jobs era. Yeah, I'm, I'm. going to be honest, John. I was sort of bit off the radar
0: last week with uh, with the holiday weekend here, and we got the NS conference videos out, which I'll talk about in just a moment. And then I've been away for the weekend, and so I've not really been following this. But I know, I know um our guests. Um, uh, I know Peter. I think had an opinion on this. Peter, what do you think about all this?
2: You mean the the maps? Yeah. Uh, well, I think it is something that is uh, expected by the actually everybody that is in the in the industry because uh I think Apple is looking for ways how to get rid of any Google stuff for their uh, product, so it would be i think logical step from Apple to do this
0: i mean that 's a bigger i mean i 'm assuming they 're not going to do the maps you know, you, if i 'm being ignorant here i haven 't really seen the news, and you mentioned it about five minutes ago, and I did a quick um, Google search and you know try to catch up but I, I mean Google put a lot of um, time and effort into their maps and in their, their mapping. I'm assuming they're going to license them from somewhere else. They're not planning on doing them themselves, are they?
2: I think they they will find the right way how to how to maybe use their own system. Maybe maybe they will find just another model how to work with Google. Mm. I it's really really difficult for me to 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 comment it because I think it is just rama. So.
0: It's all rumours, yeah, that's right. Let's let's not waste our time with rumours. Let's give you some hard facts. If you've been waiting for the NS Conference videos, they are out. Um, In fact, people who've been waiting for the NS Conference videos and been on the mailing list may not even know they're out because people don't seem to read their email anymore. Obviously, email is this old-fashioned way of communicating because the amount of people I've had emails from saying... um, Oh, I was at the conference. How do I get my emails? And I said, well, I've sent you three emails this week. so uh, developers don't read emails. Do you read email all the time, John? Is, is this just,
2: I, you know, I, just I think it's, it,
1: it is a generational thing. I think there are definitely people with like email that's no, I don't listen to vinyl records either. I live, I live in my email box.
2: Yes, definitely. The yeah. Same here.
0: <laughs> so, but some are, but anyway, if you've been waiting for the NS conference videos, they are out right there. They are, uh, they are, um, um, available if you were at the conference you should have received codes to get them for free otherwise 99 bucks for 31 sessions fantastic value i mean come on I'm, i know i'm not supposed to do sales pitches but there you are you're gonna get one anyway um so you can uh, check those out at um ideveloper tv slash ns conference and um the other stuff there i've been sort of also doing some work on the next ns conference this week as well which obviously is far too early to start talking about and then i went away on a sort of these back to basics weekends so um I'm scrubbed down now, but I've been living in the woods, sleeping in a hammock under bits of tarpaulin and cooking on fire and uh, um, off finding things to, to make bits out of for the weekend, which was great fun, but I'm absolutely knackered now. So if I fall asleep during the show, it's not necessarily because our guests are, are boring, it's just because I've not had a lot of sleep the last few days. So and, and make sure to make sure that that doesn't happen, let's go straight to our guests and um, get on with the bit of the show that actually everybody wants to, well, to listen to.
1: Okay, we're gonna do that before our we listen to our friend from the Wolfman.
0: Yeah, no, we'll listen to Wolfman later oh, on. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep right. we'll keep the, the best on like no we'll do him at the end. Um <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. He he is in the chat room. We could say hello to him. Let's say hello to Simon Wolf, everybody.
1: Roar.
0: There we are. That's just getting you ready for Simon's section later on. <laughs> okay, now let's get back to our proper and decent guests. Um <laughs> Peter Krychik and Mike Antonich, uh, developers of Paint Code. Um, guys, just just tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. Tell us a little bit about your history and, and where you come from, um, uh, what your background is. Um, and then after that, we'll start to ask you a few questions about how, what Paint Code is and how it came about. So um, let's start uh, with Peter.
2: Okay. So our story is standard, nothing special, uh, nothing extraordinary. Uh, I am a little bit oh okay i'm old wolf i would say i am, i am not uh, that generation Johnny uh, mentioned That's all that startups in between twenty and thirty i am forty five actually and That's a good age, same uh, my age, isn't origin me? i'm origin uh, my origin i mean in, in the industry came from the broadcast my another company is um, system integrator for broadcasters so i have I have good knowledge of all that stuff around the broadcasting, video, audio, and because we started to work with Apple a couple of years ago, I mean, it will be maybe 20 years ago, that was the first touch to Apple technology, and after a couple of years uh, working with Apple products, I decided to start to develop something just for customers, some, some, some custom applications, and so on, and so on. And one day uh, I decided that I should hire somebody to do some work instead of me because i i am I am a governor of this of this company, and I have not so so many free hours to do the the development, so I found uh, Mike and we' starting to plot some some ideas what we could do in tandem, which application and so on so we started three years ago uh, with uh, some big projects. It was uh, application for uh, computer-generated uh, graphics for broadcaster, broadcasters, but uh, when we were preparing the idea, what we will do, and so on and so on, in the how the application will look, uh, we decided that we definitely need to change the graphical user interface of the standard application so we decided to do uh, custom controls for our application or actually now it is, is the set of applications and actually that is the origin of uh, paint code's idea. We started to prepare all the code for custom controls and we decided to do it in, in vectors only, so no images, no resources and during the development, we found that it is really, really painful to do all the developments with uh, uh, Quartz uh, just by hand, without any sophisticated tools. It was really boring. Uh, the tweak in the code was really pain. And we st- we hope that somebody will do the software that will help us to design the vector-based graphics in the quartz, but nothing happened after a couple of months. So, at the end, we decided uh, to pause the work on our project at the time and to start work on the paint code. We had some idea what what we needed when we when we when we coded the, the the custom controls. And another reason why we why we finally decided to to start to work on Penco was that uh, it was about the time when the rumors about new iPad and Retina displays at some one were cir- uh, circulating, and we simply found that uh, uh, high resolution display is another nightmare for developers because if they want to keep uh, compatibility I mean the graphical user interface compatibility with uh, new and old systems they need to enclose a lot of uh, image resources to their applications in different uh, resolutions and in some cases, this could be megabytes and tens of megabytes of of image resources so after after some 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 thinking about how the application will look we we started to work on it, so that's I think that's typical story of of a small company that's is doing something so so I would say small like the pain code is because it is now it is just the version first point point one so it is a really young application. We launched it in uh, on March seventh, I think, so it is okay two months old. So that was the beginning I mean,
0: That's all. this is I mean so basically you were like lots of good applications, you were trying to do something. you, you realized this is a lot of work, and um, you know, you hoped that somebody would create a tool to do this sort of stuff for you, and um, they didn't, so you took it on yourself and you've done it yourself, basically
2: Yes, yes, we were we were looking around the uh, standard web locations. It, some some similar application exists or not, but we didn't find anything. So we decided
0: Okay, so I mean, um, I've just posted the link into the chat room. It will be in the show notes for Paint Code. Um, so effectively, um, you know, the one-line sentence I'm guessing I'm giving Paint Code is a, a a tool that allows you to. Um, uh, draw something such as a button or, or whatever you want to draw, and in the meantime it will generate the um, code for you for either iOS or for um, OS ten uh, to to draw what it is you 're drawing within paint code without having to embed images into your um, into your application it 'll just give you all the drawing code you need to make it work that that's that's the the simple explanation is that correct
2: Yes, yes, absolutely yes okay that's correct
0: now john i know pre-show you were sort of really beginning to sort of dig into some really interesting questions on this and actually you're right we probably have recorded the pre-show because it was really good let's <laughs> hope we can get it as good again um yeah so yeah, yeah where do you want to start us on this john because i know you, you sort of sort of followed a bit of a timeline on this so i'm going to leave you to fire off the first questions
1: well so i mean this is a, a common problem that people have you know what what I think most people would agree is that, you know, the, when you're building iOS and even macOS apps, the the expectations in terms of, of creative, you know, look and feel are so high that you cannot produce a successful product without having, you know, the the, the work of a graphic designer there to, to, to work with. And so people tend to, to find that graphic designer if they're lucky, and then they get Photoshop files, and then they have to pull them apart, and then you have to kind of load them together, and and and, and it, that was an almost tenable mechanism if you found somebody, and, and there are a lot of people who can't find graphic designers, and, and so they're really stuck. And but I think with the with the introduction of, of retina displays and the, the, you know how you have to have all these different versions made it pretty much impossible. So you know I, I had a chance to play around with the app, and it's like one of those things you play with it for about three seconds, and it gives you this this kind of uh, aha moment. You know, not unlike the 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 the, the, the color picker that that uh, the folks at Panic had released, where you know you're trying to render a color using UI color or, or or NS color, and and you're trying to render what a graphic designer sent you with hex, you know hex web color um, things. So so out comes this app, and the the the, the first thing I, I was curious about. Is that it's it's really good for for creating controls like you know so you want to have a button and the button's going to be a variable length and I get it it's much easier to to draw this in code and not have to deal with image slices but there are certain things that you know uh, organic images let's call them that that you're just not going to be able to render in code obviously anything that's a photograph or you know that type of thing what do you think you know where do, where does your app start you know it, or given the, the 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 total amount of graphic design work that needs to be done for an application what what part of it do you think that this thing does uh, paint code does and and where do you still need to to deal with 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 rendered images
2: hmm. uh it's it's very difficult to to answer generally because uh it depends on the graphical user interface design if it is Designed uh, from the beginning uh, with uh, with the fact on mind that you will use vectors, uh, and you really know what the Quartz offers to you as a programmer and what is your limitations, then I think there is no need to use uh, uh, rendered graphics on top of it. Uh, that's one thing there, I would say that there is a couple of situations where you have really unique graphics and you simply it 's easier to to do something uh, with the rendered image in some places of the user interface than to than to uh, generate it uh, uh, by the vectors but at this at this version of the of the paint code. What we can do, uh, we can't do at this stage. Is uh, we can use uh, some really complicated effects. Uh, I would say, if you know the what the CI filters offers to developer, these things of API is not used in paint code. So, if you want, let's say, the bluer all the mm, drawing by one. One parameter or if you want to change uh, color of all the objects in the canvas at once using the filter, it is not possible in this in this version, but uh, I would say that it is just a matter of time of course because uh, nothing is nothing is not uh, limited it is just the, the the way how we we will implement it so the the basic idea what we wanted to accomplish with the, this first uh, release of Paint Code is to uh, maximize of usage of Quartz API. So actually, in the current version, we are totally uh, replicating the possibilities of Quartz. So actually, everything everything you can you can do using the Quartz API. Is possible to do with the pain code, so this was the first first thing we said, okay, this is our first target. Other things that are possible with uh, different or other APIs this is just open open space for us, and we will we will consider and investigate how to how to integrate it to the application, but I would say that this is just the beginning.
3: Generally speaking, paint code as it is now only generates the drawing code. You still have to provide the behavior code yourself, but this is something that may change in the future. So
1: how, how much you know experience did you did, did my computer did you guys have with with using tools like Illustrator or Photoshop? did you consider yourself kind of fluent with those apps or not at all?
2: Uh, me personally, uh, I have also the desktop publishing bag- background, so my my first touches to uh, Apple platform was actually the integrating the Apple technology to in printing factory. It was before we started to do the system integrator business for broadcasters. So, me personally, I know all that all that applications like Photoshop, uh, Illustrator. I remember w- very well the freehand times when the yeah uh, when the uh, Adobe before became
1: the a, before they merged
2: and created Adobe's yes.
1: Frustrator.
2: Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So actually, uh, we are not uh, professional graphic designers. But uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing the graphics just for fun or because I, I like to do it. We are not professionals, as I said. So it is it's just, in our case, it's just a combination of, uh, let's say, the graphic artist and programmer. What is not typical, I would say, that's another aspect of the paint code, that good programmers are typically not good graphic artists. And paint code should help them to uh, design things uh, nice and beautiful without any complicated knowledge of the Illustrator. Because if you want to do uh, simply f- uh, shiny button in Illustrator, it's really not easy for, for anybody who launched the Illustrator for the first time. So uh, that's that's about our right okay
1: so then so the question then comes in is it sounds like if you have no knowledge and you you have you know the capability to to draw a rectangle of a certain height which i think anybody can do and then you can you can play around with a fairly limited set of settings and 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 get rather pleasing results what about taking the opposite approach and saying, okay, well, why don't you invite your favorite graphic designer and say, if you're familiar with these tools, you should find this pretty easy to work with because it's not it's not, not exactly the same, but certainly close enough. And, you know, for, for any given task, Photoshop does 99% of the stuff that you don't need and you spend your time closing, you know, palettes and trying to get to the stuff that you do need. Have you had experience or when you were developing it, did you spend any time with people who? you know day in day out tool is 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 a you know tool like illustrator or photoshop and get their feedback
2: yes the the people we know and uh, the people who had the chance to uh, to play with the paint code uh found it very familiar when they compared it to photoshop or or illustrator i i would say i should say that if, uh, they found it more funny uh, than the Illustrator, I mean in, in positive means of words. Because one thing that uh, designing graphical user interface, there is there is no so many, mm, I would say, possibilities how to do it as you are uh, utilizing all the means of Illustrator. I wanted to say that uh, the tools and everything that is in paint code is uh, is tailored for uh, design of, of controls for application. It is not uh, uh, graphics for poster or, or graphics for uh, corporate letter, letters or, or logos. Simply, uh, it's if you compare it to Illustrator, it looks to be... Uh, Really, really light application with not so many tools and possibilities, but all the tools that are there allows you to create the graphical user interface. That's the point. We didn't want to make it complicated and and complex, and you know that was the point. We like the the simplicity of applications. So,
0: I mean, I was I mean, so the point is here. This is as you said, it's about drawing controls, which tend to be a bit simpler and whatever. Anyway, but i mean, it's really impressed. When before the show, you were saying that. You know, um the paint code UI itself has all been done using paint code. Um yes. and you, you set us the challenge that if we uh look inside the paint code bundle, we're not gonna find a single image um that that's being used for um icons or anything like that because you've done them all you um for buttons and whatever, because it's all done in paint code itself and the, and it's being rendered in code, which I thought was really impressive actually.
2: Yeah. Uh, may, maybe one thing in, in this context I, w- I would like to say is that when we uh, started to draw the design of the paint code controls, uh, we were not sure uh, what will be the, the, the final color and, and, and shadows and everything that is that is now in the paint code. Uh, we have implemented a feature that is that is called uh, derivative colors or derived colors and this uh, really helped us to change the final final look of the control because using this uh, uh, using this feature you can define some base color and all other colors are derived from it so for example if you if you make your base color green and all the colors using gradients, shadows, uh, strokes everywhere are just derivatives of this color so after applying shadows and highlights or alpha or anything all the colors I mean the, the, the children colors from, from these base colors are just uh, derivates then you can at any point of the design you can change this base color let's say from green to, to yellow or, or blue or anything and all derived colors will change accordingly so it's really easy to to uh, to touch up the, and and tweak the the color scam in your in your design and <laughs> that was really pain in illustrator in in Photoshop in any other application we used before so this
1: so, is particularly useful if you 're creating an application you expect one day that Facebook is going to acquire it and you need to change the base color to to their shade of blue yes precisely and yes. that 's why that 's why you created it
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> just just for the benefit of the so, chat room because my audio was out for a moment um, the, the, that was the answer to the question and I was pointing out how impressed I was that PaintCode itself has been um, all the um, buttons and everything have been developed using PaintCode so um, if you look in the PaintCode bundle you're not going to find any images because it's all being done yeah. in code um, that's been generated by PaintCode which I thought was impressive and I told them that and they heard me but you didn't because I turned the wrong dial on the box again sorry okay John, over to so, you because you're a pro. Uh, okay, thank you.
1: So, you know, one of the things I was most impressed with the app is that, you know, you could develop in, in one tool and generate the, the code necessary for either iOS or macOS. Now, it's pretty clear since it's a Mac app that that what you're seeing rendered on the canvas is using, you know, the, the very APIs that the, the, the code that's generated is going to use, but that's not quite the case with the, with the iOS code. Um, it... it, it when you are developing for iOS and then you've got that code and you need to then paste it and then you know have your your app run in the simulator or, or run it on the device, did you have to spend a lot of time getting that right, or did it just it just work? Was a pretty easy task.
3: In fact, it, it it works very well most of the time because the drawing uh, APIs on iOS and OS ten produce uh, nearly the same results. There there are a few differences, but uh, among them, the font rendering is a, is a bit different on our OS 10 than it is on iOS. But uh, when we are speaking about the mm, simple things like uh, how rectangles are rendered, how shadows are render- rendered, how gradients are rendered, uh, these things seem to be 100% the same. I, I have the suspicion that the underlying core graphics API uh, or framework may be exactly the same on OS 10 and iOS. So uh, of course in each version we test uh, thoroughly for both uh, operating systems and uh, generally the generated code looks exactly the same in the uh, paint code preview as it does look on the physical iPhone
1: device and in the iPhone simulator. Hmm. So uh, I, I, we talked in the pre-show about this project called Chameleon, and and at one of the interesting things at NS conference was a presentation by some. Um, I'm spacing on the name of the company, but they 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 were showing some apps that were Mac apps that were allowing people to to edit in you know, to, to compose metadata that ultimately was going to be consumed on on iOS devices. And it was important for the people who were authoring this metadata to be able to see how it'd be rendered. And it would be very slow for them to enter the data and then run a, you know, switch to an uh, iOS app and see the data rendered. And what they did is, uh, use this code from this thing called the chameleon project, which was started by the, um, uh, it's on their name too, um, uh, uh,
0: it was um, Craig Hockenbury
1: at uh, yeah. the guys who do Twitter uh, with Icon, Icon Factory,
0: that's the one, yep. <laughs>
1: So they basically had this similar problem that they had written, you know, you know they would just written their apps for iOS and they wanted to bring them to the Mac. And they said, well, rather than rewrite everything and, and change everything UI to NS, let's just bring the, the UI code and, and do it. Because obviously it's possible. Otherwise, the simulator wouldn't work. Um, and so that, that was something that was kind of cool. Um, and I was wondering, if, if I'd ask back then, if you, you it, while we were preparing for the show, whether you'd seen it. And in the intervening in 15 minutes, I believe Mike already has that new feature running. Is that correct? Uh,
3: n- <laughs> no no What's <laughs> take you so, uh, uh, stop. Uh, in in fact uh it sounds like an interesting project, but it uh, really does solve uh entirely different problem that uh, we face in pain code uh we generate two separate uh codes for you uh when you when you uh, draw something in paint code so if you choose to generate code for iOS, it will generate code for iOS. If you choose no, to no. generate code for OS 10, it
1: it will generate code for OS 10. Of course, but what what the Chameleon project would allow you to do is to to have basically, it, it, think of it as having a a view that can do what the 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 iOS simulator does. So that if you want to see it, saying you know this is what it will will look like rendered using the exact same APIs, using the exact same code, right? That that's that's the theory at least.
3: Uh, I haven't looked at the Chamele- chameleon project yet but from the, your description I had the impression that uh, the project just somehow translates the
1: drawing code from iOS to drawing code no they they, they 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 ported the classes they basically so that you know and so so what it seems to me would be interesting is that you know, in the in the example that was shown at NS conference, they basically said, okay, well, you know, I've got I've got an app that uses the various different you know UI classes, you know, UI button, text view, and 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 so on and so forth, and we'll just you know, it's like loading your application, so the same code you know you could have there, and that that was their idea. Is so they basically wanted to be able to ship an app, a Mac app, that would have effectively an iOS simulator in it, so that they could people could see the view controller with the data rendered on screen, um, and so. It seems like you could do something similar, but maybe it's not all that important. If, if, if in your experience it, you know, the the, the difference are, are are trivial.
0: John, rather than try and force these guys down a sort of whole brand new route that they'd not even heard of two minutes ago, uh, <laughs> um, let's ask them a little bit about. Obviously, you've just said that. Uh, I mean, I think I get where you're coming, John. But I mean, maybe they've got a different answer of where they're going with it. Um, you know you've said this is a one point zero one project at the moment, but I know that um one point one is in beta um, so what is missing you know that you want to give people in the next um, uh, version of um, paint code and you know why 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 are these things a problem and, and what problems are you trying to solve in the next version
3: okay in the current version of paint code, when you draw some button uh, the co- the generated code is constant. The the size of the button is constant. So, for example, if you want to draw buttons of multiple sizes in a replication, you have to tweak the code, paint code generated by hand, uh, to achieve uh, buttons of of multiple sizes. And uh, people begged us to solve this problem somehow, and uh, we think we did. So, in paint code uh, 1.1, uh, you will be able to define how shapes and beziers should behave when they they are resized. And the generated code will man- maintain these uh, behaviors. So you will no longer have to tweak the generated code for buttons of different sizes. You will only use one generated code and uh, you will be able to define uh, a frame which is basically a rectangle vari- variable. and all the drawings will depend on on this rectangle so this is this is one of the biggest features of of paint code 1.1 one, one. and another very big feature is that we we've added c sharp and monotouch support uh, as a third uh,
0: code generation option that that's really interesting i mean because I mean, by far the majority of um ios and os 10 code is going to be objective c um what made you feel that mono touch and c sharp was important enough to put in the project this early because you had a need for it yourself or or because you know you believe that market is is that but it seems that yeah that's or was it just a tiny little detail that didn't take very long at all yeah yeah because that seems quite a um a big thing to have done when there may be other sort of stuff that would have been usable by more people to do? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense?
2: The the first thing is that um, uh, if we talk about the expansion of the paint code in regards of uh, code it can generate, uh, paint code is not limited only to Objective-C. We were looking for, uh, for the way how to demonstrate it, and so we got an offer from our friends at uh, Xamarin to try to implement the C-Sharp, actually the, actually the, the MonoTouch, code Generation. Uh, we did it, uh, they tested it and uh, confirmed that it, it works and uh, uh, also their development community is not uh, small. It's, it's I think it is an important part of, of, of community. And uh, another thing is that this this our step uh, should uh, show where are the possibilities of the pain code for the future releases. So uh, we did this first step, and, and uh, we are looking how the how the how the community will will accept it or, or not, and we will see. It was just it was just I would say the test it looks to be promising and we will see
1: had you considered doing something similar for for android or they don't have the same type of anything close to like you know quartz
2: uh android is problematic technically it's i think it would not be problem but the problem is rendering we uh we want to stay on the apple platform that that's for sure uh it's uh, we 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 didn't analyze uh, what it could take to implement uh, something that would uh, render the 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 Android drawings on the OS 10 screen. That that's that's first problem. Another is that uh, we are Apple fans, so. <laughs> <laughs> So uh I think this is the, probably the most important reason. Okay. We don't want to we, we don't want to be friend with anybody <laughs> everybody. So uh, at at this time we are not can, considering any, any Android support or something. So the point
1: of it was is you weren't looking to help people who may be interested in porting their app to to Windows Mobile. It's just that for people who wanted to use C sharp and mono. Uh, uh,
3: actually C sharp and monotouch uh, is just a wrapper that uses uh, Apple APIs. Ah, uh, okay. it it it, re, it isn't really cross-platform or anything like that. It is just for people... Uh, um, again, there are some parts of the C Sharp MonoTouch framework that, that are cross-platform, but uh, in the end, uh, you have to use Cocoa APIs anyway. Uh, they are just wrapped in uh, in the C sharp code. Correct. So, so
2: it is still iPhone only and iPad only. So actually, that's the point. It is we are not supporting uh, other manufacturer devices. The 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 programmers on the Monotouch will target again the iOS devices. That that's the point. Right. We are just uh, allowing them to use the. More friendly tools to design their apps than uh, without paint code that's the point so I think that uh, we are really friendly to apple in this in this context, and that uh, it will not means that apple will 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 have any problem with us, but uh, I think that this is the positive to the platform that developers that are from any reason still on the c sharp because, uh, by the way, it's good programming language. It's maybe, maybe, maybe in some areas better than uh, Objective-C. So we just allow to these developers to use the, our tool. That's, that's the point. It is, it is not possible to take the uh, generated
3: code uh, for C-Sharp MonoTouch and use it on any other platforms.
1: Okay. So it's very clear that you are are devoted to iOS and and to Apple. So, um, Scotty, do we have Scott Forstall on the line, head of iOS engineering at Apple? Yeah, he he
0: was. One minute, here he comes.
1: Oh, one minute, I've got the wrong dial up. Sorry. So while we're working on getting him in, so we were going to bring him online saying, you know, would you like to go pack up and, and make this stuff work at Apple? Yeah. I'm trying to put you on the touch. I'm just kidding.
0: I want to, um, I want to ask you a question about, um, you know, some of the, the sort of developer logistics of this. Um, obviously you initially started this project to, um, scratch your own itch, um, because you were trying to develop other tools and couldn't do it. So when you started developing this, did you, did you then focus on this and concentrate on this full time, the pair of you? Um, you know, how long did it take you to develop? Uh, release one point zero, yeah, what sort of effort has
2: got into this this application uh, it 's re- really difficult to say because it has a couple of stages, as I said, uh, three years ago, actually four years ago, we started together on another project that is paused at, at this time, and uh, from the beginning, we knew that we we need some tool for for vector graphics, so we made something, then we used it, then we waited if somebody will came will come with the, with some utility then we add some other features so so actually it was not full time development but at the final stage of the development uh, it means it was about November December when we, when we actually were doing just the, the final uh, touch ups and design changes and so on to the application so it difficult to say. We we never before this. I mean, November, December to uh, 2011. We never thought that we will publish this application to to App Store or something. We we still were thinking that it will be just our own tool. So uh, we didn't count how many hours it it took. But uh, I would say a couple of months. So.
1: And. How- you can You can say it 's none of our business, and, but has the, has the sales results been been what you beyond what you expected, or are you happy for it because we 've been remarking of late that there's there increasing number of, of developer focused um, apps on the app store, which we think is really great how, how actually,
2: is- um, actually the, the, the sales results are much higher than we expected uh, we had a good uh, research of Possibilities. I would say we have some, some, some good scenario and and bad scenario uh, limits where we could go with the sales. And actually, our estimation was exact. I I, I would say uh, the fact is that uh, the first week of sales we caused so many uh, so many discussions about about pain code that we were really impressed how how people. Uh, we're talking about how, how many people uh, wrote us that finally something like pain code appeared, and also we we got the emails from really big names in uh, Apple developer community. That it was it was really satisfaction for us to hear their positive words about the application that was at the time in version 1.0. So, so uh, from this point of view, we are. Totally satisfied.
1: So, and uh, I guess uh, a final question about about uh, you know objective seed and cocoa and mac development in in sunny Bratislava. Um, because I always ask this question: Do you do you see that this is something that's become more mainstream? You know, or are you in touch with that? I mean, are, are is there a cocoa heads or, or that type of thing? Where if you are a up and coming developer in, in Bratislava and you wanted to hang out with with seasoned veterans like yourself, you know, w- over a plate of I forgot what you call the the national dishes, but is that is, is there much of a scene there? Or are you these these oddball folks?
2: Uh, I think this approach. Uh is definitely future. Uh, in times where the CPU and GPUs were limited and uh, this kind of operations were really terrible if you compare it to just flash the, the bitmap to the screen, it is it is now past, it's, it's, it's history. The possibilities that uh, this way of doing graphics offers now are endless, it's, it's simply true it's just maybe maybe why it is going so slowly is maybe the fact that something like paint code was missing on the on the developer toolbox i don't know but the fact is that uh, we have we have a lot of lot of unique features in the pipe and we if we will finish everything what we want to finish uh, the possibilities will be much much better than are today Illustrator or Photoshop or, or anything. So.
3: And, uh, and, to, and to answer your question, uh, Bratislava is uh, about 50 kilometers from Wien and there are Cocoa Heads meetings in Wien. And in fact, we've been on such meeting about three weeks ago. So uh, there, there, there are some really great uh,
0: iOS and OS developers in, in this area. Fantastic. Okay, I, I want to, um, I mean, into NS Conference this year, um, Kevin Hotter did an absolutely fantastic session called Five Sure Ways to Sabotage Your Release. Um, and the first one was to make promises about things that are coming in the future. Um, so asking you to sabotage your future release, is there anything you can tell us about where you want to take Paint Code next? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, well, as <laughs> uh, usually, companies are not very... Willing to talk about the future, but just invent a story. Then, then say to tell them that you're you're targeting
1: X code, uh, Sorry, paint code at the the new software that Apple's releasing for, for you know, fifty kilometer wide um, displays.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would say that uh, if you are if you have an overview of Apple IPIs, APIs, APIs, uh, you can really easily estimate what are areas where paint code could bring some some new features. That's that's one of the logical ways where the paint code will develop in the future. We are really happy with sales. We are perfectly happy with customers. Uh, we are receiving a lot of emails with really valuable mm, suggestions or, or or uh, anything, simply everything is really highly positive. So uh, there is no intention to, to slow down development or something like this. We are, we have, as I said, we have a full pipe of, of great features.
0: Okay, well here's, here's a, yeah, because we like to do this for our listeners who are in the chat room, yeah, we're gonna give direct um, feedback to you right now from the chat room um, of feature requests um, to which you are obliged by coming on this show to implement. Uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> Simon Wolf from yeah. the chat room. Um, he says sorry if I missed it, which means he's not been concentrating or listening to the show. He's been doing something else. Um, but uh, he wants to know uh, something like you know, an idea that it, it's great having the code um, do it, but you know, sometimes you need to show that to people and send it off people. So if you could export uh, the results of that code as a PNG or something that you could then to send to someone, that would be really useful. So there we are. We pass that on to you. You can already do that. Oh, you can already do it, Simon. You don't know how to use the yeah. tool you've got. <laughs> oh, that's
1: slam. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That was also well, for, That, for, that, for, that for could some... also be taken and quoted in totally the wrong context.
1: <laughs> now, but hold on, let's let's add a little tech support for Simon. So, help help pour Simon out. How, how does he do that?
3: There. You just uh, click on the file menu and
1: click on the export there. So you're, it's pretty safe to say that somebody who couldn't figure that
2: out really has no business writing software themselves. <laughs> it is It is in the, in the place where you would expect it. So, so file export. <laughs> <comments>. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, guys. <laughs>
0: But it is quite amusing. And do you know what? We're going to play a segment from Simon in a minute on software development. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and about having
1: you. <laughs> Simon is saying that I'm a git. I'm not the one who couldn't, couldn't read file export. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. I, do you think we should move into our next... Okay, before we do this, guys, is there anything else you... <laughs> really 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 want to uh, tell us about paint before we move on to our next segment
2: Hmm. Uh, maybe maybe just some general message that should answer out of the lot of lot of emails that we are receiving where people are uh, asking for some little features that are maybe maybe important for them or maybe for just the uh, fraction of percentage of, of the of the users, it is that we would like to keep paint code really simple. That's our. That's everything. What's what is uh, what is actually uh, how we take the design of application and uh, graphical user interface. So it must be a really important feature if anybody will ask something. That we will integrate to the paint code. So if, if, if paint code looks really simple from the just first look, uh, please go deeper and find the, the things that are maybe hidden or maybe they are not so exposed just to not bore the, 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 the user. Simply, we want to keep this simplicity, uh, on behalf of, or usability or how to say it correctly simply we we learn a lot of from apple that's that's true apple is doing the same uh, with their application we like this uh, this uh, this strategy and uh yes we would like to copy apple that's that's a fact we would like to to make our application as good as apple application so the simplicity is our
1: Rule number one. Honestly, I think you guys are well on your way. It's a, it's a stunningly impressive app, and it's one of those things you look at it in just a few minutes, you say, wow, wow, wow. So mm-hmm. big congratulations to you. You yes. have a super bright future with it. And we, we just want to bring a little bit of redemption to
0: um, to Simon Wolf, um, who seems to think that uh, you added the export feature to 1.01, and he was still running 1.0. Is that so, true?
3: Uh it is partially partially true. In the first version of Pain code, it was only possible to export TIFFs and, and PDFs, and, PDFs and uh, we added oh. the PNG export. Yeah, uh, uh. I don't. I don't think
1: there's any redemption there. No. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> no, no, sorry. No, no, Simon. He did.
0: No, he did explicitly say in the chat room any chance to export PNGs. He was spe- very specific about PNGs, not just not exports. So Simon is redeemed. Simon uh, is redeemed. No, I'm sorry. No. I, I, am, I am the host of this show. Simon, d- you d- are redeemed. You d- are back to awesome uh, instead of git as you were just now. Okay, we need to date that because we need to big up our next section. We'll come back to you in a moment, guys, To um, and please join us in our chat about the next section. Um, we'll come back to you in a moment, guys, for sort of contact details and where people can follow you. But thank you very much for thank you for producing paint code i like I, I like the fact that we are getting more and more developer tools coming around it's just making you know the the, the development um, scene so so fun to be part of and to and to hear all about it so um okay john i need you to do um you know some sort of like introduction music or, or, or overview for the avtag diaries now because i think you need to uh, you need to big simon up now after those last statements
1: Oh, Simon, you're the best. You are the smartest and the prettiest. We want to hear from you. Tell us how your trials are true because you're just our favorite developer. Yeah, well, the
0: chat room's... (laughs) That's wonderful, John. The chat room still thinks Simon's a geek because he should have upgraded (laughs) anyway. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, episode five of the Avtag Diaries.
4: Hello, and welcome back to the Avtag Diaries with me, Simon Wolfe. It's been a while since I gave my last update, and I'm pleased to say that there has actually been some progress this time. A few days ago, I had a lengthy catch-up with the designer I'm working with, Marcello from Wrinkly Design. We discussed balancing his current client commitments and mine, and tried to work out when we could both schedule in time for Avtag. As a result of this, we've set the 12th of June as a date by which I will give him a rough working version to play with. The idea is that by having a working application, we can be sure that the user interface design meets the functional requirements. If the designs do, and there are no dramatic changes required, then he can add all the flourishes and details and provide me with the artwork elements that I need. Setting a deadline also helps me focus on spending some time working on Avtag. And whilst it isn't the large blocks I originally envisaged, the time I am able to devote to it will be enough to get the rough build done and get me well on the way to the basic version one I have planned. I've actually got a lot of it built now. And whilst there is still quite a bit to be done, I'm currently focusing on performance issues. Avtag uses a core data backend, and I'm trying to optimize the performance of fetches and predicates. Although everything is nice and snappy with a reasonable data set, as soon as I use what is hopefully an unrealistic amount of data, it all becomes too slow and clunky. You should never assume that what you think is reasonable actually is. There will always be customers who end up with far more data than you'd expected, so you really need to push the bounds when doing testing. If, for example, you expect your customers to have a couple of hundred contacts in, say, an address book replacement that you're writing, test it with thousands of contacts, if not tens of thousands. Really push the application because if you have to make design changes to your data model, it's better to do it before it ships, rather than retrospectively. Because I need large data sets to test with, I've also built a helper application, which allows me to specify the amounts of data I want, and then it churns away generating it all for me. This is something Dave Addy talked about in his NS Conference presentation this year, and I've been a fan of creating helper applications for some time. A few hours putting together a rough application can save you huge amounts of time in the long run. Well, that's it for this time. If you have any feedback or comments, please let me, Scotty or John know. And in the next few weeks, I'm hoping to pop into the iDeveloper Live studio so that I can tell you all about what Avtag actually is in a more interactive environment. Thank you for listening. I'm Simon Wolfe and you can find me on Twitter as SGAW or at my business website, which is ottersoftware.com. Bye for now.
0: Thank uh, you, Simon. Thank uh, you, thank you, well, thank thanks. you. Oh, and he's yeah. off again. We all oh, once was enough. We don't want to hear you again. There we are. That's because my iPod is on repeat. Because I love listening to Simon all the time. Right. Okay. Um, so it sounds like he's, he's trying to get rough builds ready, uh, guys. Surely, you know, is this a situation? You know, Simon's talking about working with his designer, trying to get some ideas. Um, you know, how do you see your product working? Would you think that a designer and a developer? Would sort of throw stuff around in Photoshop because that's probably where the designer is very, very comfortable. And then after that, um, uh, you know, move to actually implement the stuff in Paint Code, and, and so that the, the 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 um developer gets the code. Or would do you see Paint Code as a tool that you want to take to the point that the designer will just use anyway, and they can forget Photoshop and the rest of it?
3: Oh. Well obviously the second option is preferable for us <laughs> and we would uh, do anything that we can to make it make it possible.
2: We are we are also looking for for the ways how to how to bring more uh photoshop and illustrator users to the paint code so so, to integrate um, maybe a little bit more tools or operations that uh are tailored for the graphic user interface design so uh after a really really short time, they should find be uh familiar with the application and uh, but this this I expect, is... that, I expect that they will not use the this big machinery behind Illustrator or Photoshop to produce just single button.
1: But this is this is potentially a, a, a feature that you could have. I mean, in terms of marketing, because you said something which I, I definitely agree with. That you know the, the Illustrator and Photoshop have become so bloated to do these very simple tasks. You know, make me a gradient button, whatever. Um, that you have to go through far more steps using their app. So maybe what you could do is kind of like a like a. You know, here's how you do something step by step in Illustrator, and here's how much easier it is to do it in in Paint Code. So you just—it's it's, in other words—it's a—it's a, a thing for a blog post or a screencast. Yeah. You no, know?
2: I would I would use maybe good example of, of for comparison. What is what is behind the success of Pixelmator It is yeah, exactly. light application. The developers just uh, picked up the main features. The features that are mainly used for, let's say, 80% of users of Photoshop made light application for a fraction of price of of the Photoshop. And uh, success is here. That's, I think, simply. And maybe the same idea is is behind our, our strategy. And a sound one it is. Yeah.
0: Okay, I mean, this is, I mean, I, I guess maybe the ultimate goal, well, maybe it's not because it's difficult, is, you know, because designers, I mean, uh, let's just look at this for a moment. This is quite... um I guess, an approach. I mean, as you've said, um, paint code is about designing a button or it's about designing, um, you know, a custom control. Whereas often when you're working with the designer, you're looking at a whole UI, you're looking at user interaction, you're looking at a layout um, of things, which, you know, it doesn't make sense to draw initially into... Um, Paint code because you, you're not doing whole screens, etc. So, you know, the, the the designer is gonna to want to work in in one of these tools. Like, it doesn't matter if it's Pixelmator or Photoshop or, or whatever, but a tool that allows them to maybe just do that a little bit more. So, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm asking the impossible here, but wouldn't it be great if then when it's all over, and normally when the designer would cut down the assets, or could produ- draw withdraw those assets from a from Photoshop yeah. that you can slap,
2: you know, a PSD file into Paint Code and that produces the code for you? I think I think there is there's another aspect that is maybe a little bit ignored at this time, but the the design of application, I mean graphical user interface, is not uh, better if there is more colors or more more filters used in the graphical user elements, uh, and these are only things that. Uh, Bitmap applications can use if you, if you want to differentiate your design from others' design. But if you if you really want to be unique, your user interface should be simple, and uh, you should utilize all the Apple technologies to make it unique. I mean, uh, design that is or graphics that is made in Photoshop is really difficult to transform to something. Uh, animated, life, and you know, if you, if you have everything in vectors, in parameters, in code, your possibilities are endless. That's the point. Because uh, it's easy to, to make a really colorful, colorful uh, button in Photoshop. You have also endless possibilities. But uh, it is not the sign of good design. And uh, paint code approach is a little bit different. The uh, simply paint code opens you another door, uh, doors of the uh, Apple APIs that maybe just a couple of developers used before. Because everybody used the images. So... Well, there's a, cha-
0: there's a challenge that we should, you know, it's not about uh, paint code drawing in Photoshop. We just shouldn't be using Photoshop. Now, that's, that's a slap in the face for every designer out there.
2: <laughs> we love controversy on this show. Yes, yes it, it is controversial, but uh, I, I, I simply, I'm pretty sure that that's the future of, of uh, application graphic, graphical user interface design.
0: Excellent. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I want to wish you guys every bit of um, success with Paint Co. because I, you know, regardless of whether we're talking about designer here, I think um, the tool as it is and what it's doing is fantastic. Um, I think the uh, your desires about being elegant and simple and you know uh, productive are, are uh, admirable, and you need to stick with them. I'm really pleased that it's being successful for you. I hope it brings financial success in there as well, and um, just keep keep at it. It's great. It's fantastic. Thank you very much.
3: Thanks. Okay,
0: right. Well, it will be good right now for you to um, just let everybody know uh, where they can find Paint Code and where they can um, follow you on Twitter or any blogs or any information you would like to give about yourselves that you would um, uh, have people connect with. Um, uh, Peter, if you go first, and, and then Mike, and uh, so that uh, we'll make sure this is in the show notes as well. Um, but just for those listening, um, give them some details.
2: Okay, so uh, general uh, communication channel is our our website. If you will go to www.pixelcard.com or www.paintcodeapp.com, you will find there all the communication channels we are using. Normally, we are we are using email when we communicate with customers, but you can also use the uh, the Twitter. Our our Twitter is uh, a Pixelcard Comp- compa- Company. So you can find find us on the Twitter and, and contact if if any any question. So uh, we are online. So I think that if anybody needs something, he will find a way how to contact us.
3: Or you can just Google search for paint code,
0: and it will be the first result. <laughs> yes, I just we give all these details, don't we? We just say, I'll just go to Google and type it in. <laughs> that's uh that, that's good you just have to hope that no one else comes up with something called paint coating and gets higher than you because otherwise uh there we go it's in there thank you very much um mike did you want to add anything to that no other than I the google bits. <laughs> that, that's it okay brilliant Ah, oh, right so there we are oh here we are we're now beginning to see how flawed Simon Wolf is. Thank you, Simon, for uh, um, for producing the Aftag Diaries for us. And just John, he thinks you're perfect. Um, this <sighs> is showing how little little understanding he has. File export couldn't be seen, and he thinks you're perfect. It's <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> my opinion of him is going. Uh, don't don't worry, he will be here in the studio um, in a few weeks' time to do an um, Avtag Diaries live. Um, Live. Whatever that means. Um, and so we can throw things at him and show us his, his, our true opinion. John, remind people of uh, who you are in case they didn't know. And uh, mis- well, Mr. Is- com.
1: <laughs> no. John Fox. My product is Memory Miner, which you can find all about at MemoryMiner.com. You can read blog posts about the making of Memory Miner at MemoryMiner.com slash blog. You can follow me on Twitter as Djembe, D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African instrument. And I would like to to notice that uh, mention that I'm going to have a private tea with Milan Vtochnik. I hope I pronounced that correctly. He's the mayor of Bratislava. Uh, in the back channel, while the show was going on, he invited me over, and uh, I'm looking forward to my visit.
0: Excellent, <laughs> yes. excellent. Do you know what you have for tea in Bratislava?
1: No. What do you have for tea in Bratislava? Are,
0: I'll tell you off air. It's not for public consumption. <laughs> okay. okay. Here we go. Right. I just want to say, chat room. Um, if you want to partake in the show and say things and you get things wrong you will not be slaughtered the way that Simon was. Simon is a very special case who deserves everything that comes towards him but the rest of you we love and we care for and uh, we will be very gentle and understanding with. Um, just Simon gets a good slap so there you go. Okay. Uh, my name is Scotty, <laughs> I'm MacDevNet on Twitter, I run iDeveloperTV at iDeveloper.tv and you can follow um, uh, TV on Twitter as iDeveloperTV um, and uh, it's been great for you to join us chat room we want to thank you very much your uh, your wittiness in the background and your um uh, willingness to um talk about things totally different to the show is much appreciated <laughs> and uh, um for those of you listening on the feeds we want to say thank you to you as well and as usual we want to say until next time you take care
4: the top of the top